Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to Obscurities. I'm Debbie Rashawn. We're all familiar with alleged UFO encounters, usually isolated and seen only by a handful of people, like the Cash Landrum incident of 1980 in Dayton, Texas, covered on this podcast. There are two possible explanations in this case. One is it was an experimental craft of some kind by probably our government. The other, it was a, a, an unidentified flying object, possibly extraterrestrial. I don't believe in the little green men. And uh, it had to be an object it could have been a spacecraft that the government was carrying, but our government was carrying it. In more recent encounters, like the UFO sighting hovering above the Dome of the Rock Islamic Shrine in Israel in 2011, several unrelated individuals even captured the viewing on video from multiple angles. However, it was deemed a hoax by more skeptical experts in the field. The series of UFO sightings in the Hudson River Valley area of New York, though, is a unique case. The Hudson River Valley region stands out as a more affluent and cosmopolitan area for such occurrences. These incidents were far from isolated, with online sources stating that over 5,000 residents had reported such encounters. In a 1992 episode of Unsolved Mysteries covering the story, former Yorktown Police Department dispatcher William Wolfe Jr. recalls one night in particular where phones were ringing off the hook for hours on end with people questioning what they were seeing. Most amazingly about all of this, however, is that these were not just a few nights of such sightings. From 1983 to 1989, residents of many small towns in the Hudson River Valley saw something that they will never forget. And nearly 40 years later, Dennis Sant still has questions. My name is Dennis Sant, and I am the retired Putnam County clerk. I'm also the clerk to the surrogate and Supreme Court in New York State. And also, I held the position of, of uh, Commissioner of Motor Vehicles for Putnam County, New York. Previously, I served in the United States Air Force from 1968 to 1972 during the Vietnam conflict. I was assigned to the Air War College and further assigned to Project Corona Harvest. That gave me a great opportunity to read our government's information on unidentified flying objects. So that's who I am, and I have a story to tell, and I intend to tell it. 
Sant witnessed one of the first such occurrences. In Brewster, New York, decades later, he can recall exactly how it all went down. This occurred in the Hudson Valley in New York. It's probably one of the most populated, top of the educational uh, uh, spectrum of over 7,000 people are going to validate exactly what I'm going to be telling you uh, today. So it was March 17th, 1983, approximately, oh, 8.40. I had just picked up my children from a church youth group. And on the way home, and it was a warm night that night for March. On the way home, we passed underneath uh, Interstate 84, which is right next to my home. And in the sky, we witnessed a city of lights. It just was brilliant. And it was parked in the sky, hovering in the sky over my backyard. I slammed on the brakes of the van, got everybody up to the front to look at this uh, object. And we quickly pulled into our yard and went into the backyard, which is a large piece of property. It has a pond, streams, a couple of acres, and the object was gone. So I got my children ready for the evening. And as I did, one of these annoying, gut-wrenching type callings said, go back outside. So I did. When I went out the door, Interstate 84 had come to a complete stop. There were hundreds of cars pulled off the side of the road, got their blinkers on. Um, maybe 50, 60 people were outside of the cars on the interstate, both ways, pointing up at a great object hovering right over the interstate. A few minutes later, the state police came, the sheriff's department came, a couple of uh, emergency first responders were on the uh, interstate, and I'm sitting at this bizarre scene wishing that I was right up there with them. I wanted to be closer to this object. When I felt that way, it seemed the object started to rotate, and from it was in my backyard like a large V, and that was a, uh, a, a V or boomerang type shape very girder, like um, almost like a bridge, completely quiet. And it floated right back over my home once again. And um, I screamed for my father and my children. By that time, my neighbors had all started coming out into their yard, yelling and screaming, look up, look up, what is it, what is it? And uh, it started to rotate into the backyard where I originally had seen it maybe 10, 15 minutes earlier and came to another stop. When it did, the lights intensified and it lit up the backyard, pond, stream, everything like it was daytime. Now, my neighbors uh, grew from five or six to probably 20 or 30. And the people on the interstate looking down at my property they're all yelling, get the hell out of there. This thing is going to land. Get out of there. Despite those onlookers yelling in fear and his own daughters too scared to come outside, Sant remained calm and he watched this otherworldly object hover above alongside his father and son. As a child, Sant suspected he may have encountered something from outside of this world at the time. And for Dennis, 
This sighting, mere feet in front of him, was confirmation of those very beliefs. Although unsure of what this intelligent life from outer space may want, he is convinced that they indeed come in peace. The interactions I had were interactions of the third kind. And they weren't like what you hear about today, some ugly evil being that is here to dominate the world and has a hidden agenda for the human beings of this world. For me, it was inviting, it was warm, it was calm, it was loving, it was unconditional. So my reaction is not like the typical reaction you'll get uh, where this UFO or these entities come in and threaten and frighten the hell out of people. I was frightened, but only because I didn't know what it was. And something this large had to make some noise. And darn it, I'm really upset that with all these hundreds of sightings in Hudson Valley, that our government can't come down and tell us. To this day, 40 years later, we haven't had one explanation. Come on. So what exactly were these spacecrafts from above that residents witnessed for those six years? Several stunt pilots came forward in the following years and took responsibility for those alleged UFO encounters. Anonymous pilots flying out of the now-defunct Stormville Airport claimed that on Thursday nights they would organize into these unique formations and spook residents. Interestingly enough, however, less than one-third of these reported sightings occurred on Thursday nights. In searching for answers, we reached out to William Wolfe, Jr., the former Yorktown Police Department dispatcher mentioned earlier. Though we made contact with him, he declined to be interviewed. After taking such calls that eventful evening, he simply dismissed what he saw as planes flying in a formation. Sant, however, a former Air Force sergeant himself, doesn't buy it. Now, these people like Discovery Magazine, who said they were five Cessnas uh, flying six inches from wingtip to wingtip, is full crap. If you saw a Cessna or one of these uh, small aircraft, they sound like a lawnmower. Put six of them together, forget it. I mean, the, the excuses they came up with were ridiculous. Discovery Magazine sent a whole team up to Stormville Airport, a little cute airport up in the Hudson Valley, to check this out. And they went into the bar, and they met up with two uh, two pilots that said, "Yeah, we were part of the uh, we were part of the team." Sat down for about two hours with them, according to the bartender, and um, they left. And Discovery Magazine came out with the headlines, and uh, you should have the picture of it, but uh, stating that they solved the big mystery. It was five Cessnas, wingtip to wingtip. Oh, and they put on extra lighting so they'd be seen. Are you telling me these police officers, need military personnel, they don't know the difference between a small aircraft and an unidentified flying object, a bogey? So, yeah, they, they tried to answer it that way. They could, oh, let me ask you this. If it was, 
Where are the five pilots? How come they haven't been arrested? If they're so smart, where are these people that flew, flew them? It wasn't just one time. It was hundreds of times. Shame on them. So if that's their answer, and they're willing the government to accept a, a magazine, like Discovery Magazine's answer, after interviewing two drunken pilots up in Stormville, and they're questioning me? Come on. There's a lot of questions that need to be answered here. And I don't know why they shy uh, away from it. Nearly 40 years after these encounters, most witnesses have simply moved on with their lives and haven't spoken much about what they saw, at least not publicly. Due to this, Santa's become the de facto spokesperson of sorts in discussing this strange time in history. Santa has continued to work in local government. He's not looking to get rich. He simply wants to know more. He cites studies like Project Blue Book and the abundance of more declassified government documents as evidence that there is more out there to be seen. Over the years, Santa's been a guest on major media outlets recounting what he saw, as well as discussing UFO encounters at large. Through his journey, Dennis has had the opportunity to meet some fascinating individuals, with probably the most unique of them all being His Holiness, the Dalai Lama. The meeting led to an engaging conversation about life and purpose between the two. Santa's always been extremely busy as a father and a longtime government official, but during the COVID-19 pandemic, with more time to himself, he finally decided to write the book he had always intended to publish. The Other Side of Connecting the Cosmic Dots, a personal journey of awareness, realization, and acceptance was released in late 2020, and it details not only his UFO encounter, but those of his own family lineage, including in countries outside of the U.S., as a young boy, the possibilities of what was out there seemed endless to Dennis, and they still do today. Much of that is due to some incredible conversations Sant shared with his father, and they continue to resonate for him when he recalls them today. Every evening when I was a young boy, we'd go out fishing in the evening, and every time the stars came out, and I'd look up, uh, at them, and I'd say, what are all those lights? And he likened them to the sun. And he said, just like our Earth, make believe that there's all these planets around each one of those stars. Don't you believe there's life in this universe? How could we be so arrogant to think that we are the only life that ever was created? So, yeah, my dad was a big part of my openness to life in this universe, uh, openness to talking about it and uh, thanking you on his behalf that we have this platform. Thank you to Dennis Sant for speaking with us about his incredible story. To learn more, be sure to read his book, The Other Side of Connecting the Cosmic Dots, A Personal Journey of Awareness, Realization, and Acceptance, available now on Amazon.com and other outlets.